Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I preach the golden rule that friends don't let friends become true weebs. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it's almost here. Yeah, we are one week away from one year. And that's amazing, Remington. It certainly is, Sean. Not everybody can say they've stuck with a project or activity for a whole year straight. Frankly, I'm amazed I've survived this long. Yeah, because honestly, I was amazed you agreed to do this in the first place. (laughs) Let alone (laughs) that I've now almost been doing it for a year. Yeah, like, uh, when I gave you the concept, you're like, oof, that sounds painful, but also entertaining. Yep, I I understand the entertainment value external to myself. I'll put it that way. Like, if you were to just leap out of your body and watch it from an outsider's perspective, you'd be like, man, I get this. Let me put it this way. I would much rather listen to our podcast than watch the anime I watch for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Even if watching the podcast inherently makes you remember the anime you watched as well? Ah, you're right. It's all bad. (laughs) (laughs) Moral of the story is we're just bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true, and it hurts me greatly. And uh, it's got to be said, Remington, I... I am appreciative of you sticking with me throughout this whole time, this whole year, and uh, for the time to come as well. It'll be very exciting. Uh, And I realized after um, going through a bunch of different research setups that uh, our actual anniversary day isn't actually going to happen on our same upload day. It's a little after. It's true, unfortunately. But that's fine. It also gave me an idea. Oh, (laughs) What's the matter, Rem? Your ideas scare me. Oh, <laughs> you might actually like this one, though. Okay, skeptical, but let's see. I thought to myself, well, rather than just having one episode purely about anniversaries and such, I figured, why not have two? Two? Okay, so you're thinking of celebrating the anniversary both this week and next week. Exactly, exactly. Because I have two. I've had so many different plans for our one year anniversary of different animes, different genres, different mediums that I've wanted to explore. But uh, of course, only one episode. That's not really enough to cover it. I, I suppose that is correct. And so, while they are going to be normal episodes from the outside, uh, it's going to be just. It's going to have a bit of that nostalgia and us reminiscing and a little bit of gushiness from me. Oh, some some good sentimentality. Yeah, yeah, because if anybody is sentimental about this whole experience, it's probably going to be me. Oh, okay, okay, this could be pleasant. <laughs> it could be. Um, oof, we'll see. Oof, never mind. <laughs> Redact. <laughs> I retract all of my statements, all of my hope. It, does that include all of the hopes and dreams and bad statements you've made about anime? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> But, so, I just wanted to say, from the bottom of my heart, Remington, thank you. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you likewise, Sean. Even if it hurts greatly, it's been a great experience thus far. 
And in the idea of thanking you and talking about anime, uh, a lot of things happen at the end of a calendar year in the anime community. Yep. Uh, the biggest being which animes did what stuff the best in that previous year. Okay, okay. Right? Because everybody will have like, oh, this was the best anime of 2018, or you know what, 2011, fantastic year for anime. Or, you know, things like that. Yeah. And like, oh man, but did you see this fight scene in this one anime? The rest of the show was crap, but the fight scene was really cool. <clears throat> Black Clover. Um, <laughs> and, and so are, are we going to explore that a little bit? A little bit, but not too in-depth. Because I want to talk about some of the best anime of 2018, but the problem is, Remington, you've only seen really one, maybe two anime of 2018. <laughs> yeah, I've, so most of the anime I have seen are not modern. Yeah, so it's like, what was your favorite anime of 2018? Slime, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're asking for my 2018 criteria, there's a very easy answer. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not as interesting. So I thought that... Though it is not the calendar year of anime, I thought I'd ask you, what was your favorite anime in the year that we've covered so far? Oh, that's such a hard one. I think that for sure, Slime Reincarnation is a great contender. I would need to think back on it. It's a bit too recent, so it might be facing recency bias, mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely a contender. Madoka Magica was so, so phenomenal. Even though it was so long ago, I still remember it amazingly well. And Your Name was another one that captured me and entranced me to such a degree on a very, very human level. And so those might be the top contenders that come right from the top of my head, very different, each of them, but all wildly successful in what they set out to do. I agree. Those are some of the best anime I have ever seen, quite frankly, for oh, one yeah. reason or another. Uh, the twists and turns of Madoka Magica with its stylized art style and the typical shaft uh, shading and head tilts, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, like of course. Stuff. And the deep intrinsic uh, value of your name. And just slime is just so fun. Oh, yeah, as well as it, it has... This, the little bit of moe elements of the slime that I always enjoy, it's good shit. Yeah, and those are some really good options, and I'm glad that you enjoyed them as much as I hoped you would. Uh, would you be curious to hear my opinions on the most recent year in anime? Uh, yeah, let, let's hear it, Sean. Because, I'll, I'll be honest, people listen to the podcast, they want to hear what you think, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see, they, they hear all about what people who know anime think about anime mm -hmm. you can see that on every anime forum but it takes it takes quite the podcast to get the opinions of someone who doesn't know anything exactly <laughs> but i think it would be good for you to share your opinions Sean. yeah because my opinions are pretty decent i feel i feel like i have some decent sometimes all, well, hey. <laughs> i don't know what you could possibly talking about <laughs> well let's see what your top ones are and then we'll judge so I mentioned in our Slime episode that uh, Slime was going to be in my top five. I started saying top three, but then after I thought about it for a split second, I was like, well, it can't be in my top three of 2018. Uh-huh. Uh, because there are uh, three anime that inherently beat it out. But it is in my top five. Okay. So pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's in like your top three of anime you've seen this past year. Yeah. So 
makes you a little curious as to what my top three actually are, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I imagine they're they're quite good. Are we doing something weird? We're watching just three different anime to, th- today, Sean. That would be a long ass podcast episode. I would not support it. <laughs> Why? Because you'd have to watch three anime that's in one too day. Too much. <laughs> Even if it's three completely different stories. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, so as a bit of a treat for you, Remington. I actually think that I want you to decide which anime we do today. Oh, so I get to choose between your top three? You do. Okay, okay, let's do this. Uh, Thing is, though, I'm not really going to tell you anything about them. Oh, okay, well... (laughs) Because that would take the fun out of it. I can't just tell you about a bunch of different shows and be like, oh, I'd rather watch this one based on these interesting points that you brought up. And it wouldn't be as fun, because, I mean, the show is me trying to explain things to you, to your non-weeb mind. I translate the weeb. Okay, so how do I make a decision, then? Uh, basically, I'm, at most, I'm gonna give you three words describing each show. <laughs> three words, alright, let's do it. Three words apiece. And I might show you a picture of one or two of the characters. I don't need any pictures, just give me words. Okay, okay. Uh, number oh, one. Number one, the... When I talk about the first anime, there are three buzzwords that come to mind. War, letters, empathy. Okay, interesting. It's caught my interest. Mm-hmm. I figured it might. All right, what about number two? Number two is sci-fi mystery romance. Ooh, okay, also intriguing. A little bit scary with the romance, but interesting. Mm-hmm, always a sign. And the third one is inspirational but cute. all right so the first one sounds very interesting and intense you have things like war right uh letters which creates a little bit of intrigue in my mind the second one you have mystery and you know i'm all about mystery sean yep uh and the third one i mean cute i'm a sucker for cute ultimately though if i had to decide which one to do i would do the most surprising, and not choose any of them. What? Warning. Anime of context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Now that our hosts are experts on any topic, you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I sit here confused and terrified. Remington, what the fuck are you doing? My name is Remington Chase. I'm Sean Rollins. Sean, we gotta celebrate one way or another, but we're not celebrating our anniversary today. We're celebrating April Fools. It's February, you fuck. Well, exactly, Sean. I couldn't wait till till April. Then you would know what's going on. I have to surprise you. What better time for April Fools than in the middle of February? I don't know, maybe April Fools? Ah, uh, don't worry about it, Sean. It's gonna be great. Today, I'm gonna show you something. But Remington, I had this so well prepared. <laughs> we spent like the first 10 minutes talking about, you know, the intrinsic values of anime, the, you know, the emotional impact that the show has left on me. I had so much prepared. It was really sentimental and loving and adorable. And that can be handled next week. But it's not being handled this week, Sean. Fuck you! (laughs) Sean, today I have the perfect anime to show you. 
It's actually an anime, though. It's not going to be Pingu in the City, is it? I have no idea what that is. That is a reference that goes over my head. So it's definitely not that, so I'm safe. <laughs> no, I gotta research that to punish you with some time. It's not that it's not worth your time. Is is it like a Forest Fairy 5 situation? It's 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 a it's a mal joke, basically. Oh, okay. I should have just done Forest Fairy 5. No, uh today the anime that I'm going to show you is called Hauto Hausu Baraku Shafanumusko. Could you repeat that? Uh, it's just commonly known as Chef and a Musco, so that's the abbreviated version. I don't think I've heard of this. No? Yeah, I mean... Oh my god. I I don't think I have. I I genuinely thought that you would have, so this is, this is actually more interesting I to mean, me. I might not know it by name. If I saw something of it, I might recognize it, but I... See... The people listening to the podcast right now, they know that I've chosen a controversial anime. And it is anime. Yes, but it's controversial. Actually, I would argue no, it's not. And that's why it's controversial. You see, similar to Ruby, Chef Namusco was made in America, Sean. Which means I don't think it's anime. Oh, no. Just like how Ruby isn't anime, Chef and the Musco is not anime. Oh, God, you're you're bringing this back in, yet you're still using... I... What, you expected <sighs> me to prepare for this episode by watching anime by myself? No, I gotta watch nice Western media. And even if many people consider it anime, I don't, so I'm safe. Probably. Yet you're still using it for our anime podcast, even though you clearly have stated that you don't think it's anime. I mean, we have another non-anime in Ruby, so it's fine. If it looks like anime, smells like anime, and tastes like anime, it's probably anime, my man. Okay, fine. You can define this as anime. I will not define it as anime. We will agree to disagree. I am so fucking brokenhearted. I had this. <laughs> <laughs> this was the last fucking thing I was expecting. Uh, don't worry, Sean. It'll only get worse. What? <laughs> it in itself is not a terrible anime, though when it came out, which was 10 years ago, when it came out, nobody liked it. I think it's because it tried to mix those Western ideals with an Eastern stylistic type deal, and a lot of people felt it didn't do either well, right? Okay. And so initially, it had two seasons, neither greatly reviewed, around five to six out of ten on average. But it was only soon after, years later, that it started to become very, very popular. Where, where was this uh, released on? Was it like a internet stream thing? Was it on a TV channel? Uh, I... it, was, it was on some TV channel or another. Oh, that's very specific. Don't expect me to know these things, Sean. You're the one who did the research. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a weeb, though, even a Western weeb. <laughs> I did. Uh, huh? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Sean. I'm, I am so worried. So it actually became very popular after or maybe with a video game that it came out with. A lot of people really liked the video game. It got like. 9 out of 10 a whole bunch of times. It's very critically acclaimed. I'm not sure if, like, it became popular and then people found the game and really liked it or if people liked the game and then they went back to Chef and Omusko and then really liked that. I'm not fully sure. It's like a chicken and the egg situation there. Okay. 
I really don't recognize the name, but I feel like if as soon as I see something from it, I might recognize it and I might slap you. I'd be surprised if you didn't recognize it. This is going to be a comedy slice of life anime, which we've done plenty of times. And I was hoping to do today. I'm not huge on the bandwagon of this show, though I can appreciate its merits. Because people really came around. So even though they thought that it failed initially, there is a strong cult following of Chef Musco. Okay, cult following can be interesting. It usually brings about interesting uh, shows. Rocky Horror Picture Show is definitely a cult film. but And uh, also my favorite anime. <laughs> so uh, would you like to hear about the synopsis, Sean? Uh, sure, hit me with it. All right, so uh, Chef Musco, that's actually uh, the main character, Chef Musco. So uh, you got Musco, and his father just got hired by the head of state, super important guy. Uh, that's probably what they're called, super important guy. That's my official title <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, don't worry about it, Sean. And uh, Chef Musco, he's a real fun, wacky sort of character. Certainly not a, a bland bitch. He's sort of like Eddie from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Do you remember him? Like yes. always trying to make a buck, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so Chef Musco is sort of like that. And the show follows him and his friends. And it's just about all of their adventures that they go on. Also interacting with super important guy head of state and uh, super important guy's daughter and et cetera, et cetera. There's a sundere and a comedy sidekick uh, type character. That's the general. It's very, very trying to be anime. It sounds like anime. <laughs> But at the same time, there's a little bit of that capitalist flavor. See, exactly. It's a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Uh, oh, wait one sec. I have, I actually have the English translation for the title here. You do? Yes, one second. Ah, here we go. All right. So, uh, oh, I did not know. This was actually made by the makers of Full House as well. That's oh, very weird. That terrifies me, actually. <laughs> uh, so the English title of this anime is uh, Cory in the House. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> God damn it, son of a... No, 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 no. I... You gotta stay, Sean. I don't you want to. <laughs> fuck. Sean, for, for our April Fool's special, oh. I'm showing you Corey in the house. God, God damn it. It's Pingu in the city, just the different joke. How did I not see this coming? <laughs> oh, uh, Sean, Sean. Uh, <laughs> so you're very familiar with Cory in the House is my favorite anime and all of the jokes that come from that, aren't you? Yeah, you might say that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it actually originated from a video that was just top 27 anime boobs. And instead of anime boobs, it was just Cory in the House put to a bunch of different music. And so that's when it started getting referenced and it just gained traction until of course the game, which is currently a 94 out of 100 on Metacritic, on any game reviews. So it's pretty fantastic. Um, but here's the thing, Sean, there's one more thing I need to tell you. Uh, that, uh, this is all a dream and I can jump out a window and end it all Inception style? Oh, if only, Sean. There's no escape here. Because, Sean, we've done 40 episodes. Yeah. And I figure every 10 episodes you've gotten a Sean bullshit rule, so why not... No. Why not every no. 40 I get a Remington bullshit rule? Remington, don't do this to me. 
And so we're not just going to be watching three to five episodes of Corey in the house, Sean. Let me say, I don't think I can emotionally handle this. I'm thinking we'll watch about ten episodes of Corey in the house, Sean. (laughs) And with all that being said, let's go watch some Shefanomusko. Here we go. I'm the new kid. Moving in. Getting it done. And officially the After watching eight episodes of the very highly acclaimed Corey in the house, we only watched eight because of some technical difficulties instead of ten, so Sean is a bit lucky on that one. Thank God. Sean, you are so wildly despondent right now. Highly acclaimed by who? By whom? <laughs> Don't correct my grammar, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I am in despair. Highly acclaimed by hundreds, thousands of people on the internet, Sean. Haven't you seen this got to, I believe it was 17 or 18, on the best anime of all time? Rated by the community, rated by the people, rated by the weebs. The weebs are idiots. <laughs> Who thought, hey... This is a good joke. Let's run with this joke and see how far it'll go. The answer is too far. (laughs) You saying weebs are idiots is one of the most agreeable things I've ever heard come out of your mouth. (laughs) I, uh, it's not wrong in a lot of cases. I get the joke. I really do. It's funny. I've laughed at it myself. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to watch Cory in the house next. (laughs) Let me tell you now. Having sat through episodes of it and having to attempt to critically analyze Corey in the fucking house, I'd rather watch any of the horrible anime we've seen. Oh, now you have gone way, 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 (laughs) way, way, way too far there, Sean. I don't think so. I think that Cory in the house is a poor man's Umaru-chan, and thus I would rank it a tier below that, so it's not going to be a good anime by any means, but it's going to not be in the abyss. Here's the problem, Remington. It's not anime! See, that's what I was saying about Ruby, and you just refused to listen to me. Remington, what's the root word for anime? What does anime mean? Uh, well, traditionally, anime has meant Japanese animation, and since you could take away the Japanese from that, I figured we could also take away the animation. <laughs> the only animating in this show is my lifeless corpse after it's been subjected to it oh sean i sincerely think this show is not that bad but we're here to pry into your thoughts and so let's analyze it a little bit further shall we sean i mean it's gonna be about as deep as a paddling pool but if that's what you want perfect and so i think it would only be fair to start with the characters sean So let's start, should we start with the main character or should we save him for last, Sean? Save him for last. Perfect. All right, we'll start with some side characters. What about his father, Victor Baxter? Unarguably the most interesting character in the whole show. And he doesn't show up too often, he doesn't overstay his welcome, but when he's there, it works. He's pleasant, he's the goofy dad character who always embarrasses his kids. That's fine, I'm okay with that, it's typical sitcom stuff, but... He's nothing new. He's nothing special. He's just a guy. He's arguably one of the only people in that show that can even act a little bit. No, he's nothing new, but it's what he does that's so 
good. It's just like Your Name that we talked about in the first half. There was very little new about Your Name, but it's how well it executed what it did. Fuck you. <laughs> Do not bring Your Name into this conversation. I will not allow it. There are few things in my life that I have low tolerance for, but bastardizing Your Name by comparing it to Cory in the House is not acceptable. To a different character, Sean. Please. How about we move on to the president himself? Second best character. Oh, okay. The reason why is because he's not the worst president ever. <laughs> Amazingly so. Like, I could actually see him being in office and be okay with it. Yeah, I feel like he's a bit silly. But he never showed himself to be super stupid, occasionally oblivious, but he seemed to have a good head on his shoulders. I'd rather have an intelligent president than a wise president. Preferably <laughs> both. <laughs> Preferably both. And definitely not neither. <laughs> yeah, that, that always causes a little bit of despair. All right, so the president, we can't talk about the president without talking about his daughter, Sophie. Horrible fucking character. <laughs> Horrible character, huh? Oh, yeah, no, uh... Her The bad child acting aside, now let me get this straight for you, Remington. We don't usually talk about acting in anime very much because it's a little hard to judge the acting of a character in a language you don't really understand. But a lot of the times, v VA work in Japan is very high-tier, high-quality stuff. There's yeah! <laughs> Just wanted to write a counterexample. <laughs> There are exceptions. I've had some characters that have made me want to stab my ears out with ice picks, but that's besides the point. More often than not, the acting is usually pretty good and on point for the characters. When we're talking about live action, which it is, <laughs> not anime, which by why, the way... Why can it not be both? Why can we not have an American live action anime? Because that's not what anime is, you dolt. That's what I tried to argue before, but I was outvoted, so... The American part isn't what makes it not anime. <laughs> the fact that, one, it's not fucking animated, which anime is short for animation. Don't know how you couldn't draw that parallel. That's literally the exact translation. I mean, if we take the exact translation, then lots of words get weird, Sean. Oh, yeah? What's it's an example? It's about the connotation of the words. It's about... Their subliminal underlying meaning. It's not about what you take their denotation. You take your prescriptivist bullshit. No, it's descriptivist. It's how we use it in the real world. And so if people say that Cory in the House is an anime, then societally we must accept that it is in fact an anime. Probably. All right, so we continue on your rant about acting and Sophie, the president's daughter. Oh, you're so lucky you're making tangents because I was about to tear you in half. <laughs> Both physically and mentally. Oh, I'm in danger. Sophie is the president's nine-year-old daughter. She is confirmed to be nine because she is in third grade. She could be ten, hypothetically. Hypothetically, but no. <laughs> no, <laughs> you refuse. Because she simultaneously acts way older than she should, while at the same time being more childish than she should. I know how deeply it shows that she is in this strange, sheltered relationship while being the president's daughter. Thus, she is both coddled while at the same time treated with far more maturity than she ever should and trying to maintain that balance. No! <laughs> That's not what it is. 
You know what it is? It's adult writers thinking, wouldn't it be great if a kid said this? And they make her say it in her bad fashion, and they're like, ha ha, that's hilarious. Even though it's fucking not. There's not a single funny joke in this entire goddamn show. The closest thing to humor is one of the side characters who occasionally says something that is smile-worthy. That's it. (laughs) All right, well, let's delve into the main friends of the matter. First, we have... Nina, the Bahavian love interest tsundere girl. He's not really a tsundere. Nah, she's definitely a tsundere. Mm, I doubt. 100% a tsundere. Maybe you just need to watch more, Sean. Maybe you need to go fuck yourself, <laughs> Rem. No, a tsundere is defined by someone who is naturally cold on the outside, and especially to the people she cares about, so that when her soft uh, dere side shows it's more impactful, more meaningful, and you understand the dynamic of her character. It's a very binary balance of character dynamics. Mina is just Mina. She's this- One of a kind, can't be categorized. Actually, you can. She's literally (laughs) every Middle Eastern, Western Asian stereotype condensed into one character. Hey- I think there's also some South American and Eastern European in there, too. There is, and that's a problem. <laughs> like, it's... Uh, this is, might be a little controversial, but it's borderline racist. It's just great world-building, Sean. It's supposed to be set in our world, Remington. Well, clearly it's a modified version of our world, Sean. You can't modify our world by just adding a random-ass, non-generic Middle Eastern country. (laughs) And yet they did. All right, so that's Mina. Let's move on to who I think might be your favorite character, Newt Livingston, the rock and roll, really optimistic, also really stupid character. I'm going to tell you this right now. Not a good character. <laughs> he is probably my favorite, though. And the reason why is because I have a D&D character that I have a strong connection to that is very similar. He just reminds you of him. Yeah, that's like the only thing that put a smile on my face saying, oh, you know what? My character might say something similar, just not as stupid. <laughs> and he had maybe one, maybe two really good lines that actually brought a smile to my face. A small smile. Not a big one. Just like a little like, oh, hey, that was almost clever. And, you know, he's he's a surfer, dude. He's, like, totally a stoner, man, but you, he's it's Disney Channel, so you can't have a stoner, so he's just really dumb instead. Yep, that's that's pretty darn accurate. All right, well, with all that preamble, let's get to Shefanomusko himself, Corey Baxter. Which I'm pretty sure that name is a little racist, too, if you think about hey, it. Hey, Shefanomusko just means chef's son. Granted, the title that I went with was White House Black Chef's Son, but don't worry about it. Did you come up with this title yourself by just using Google Translate? Hey, our editor Dylan helped. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you too, Dylan. (laughs) Like, you being a part of this is the problem, and you're not allowed to respond to this. I'm just going to yell at you for a second. How could you? (laughs) I trusted you. My heartfelt anime plan for the day was so tediously worked on. I was going to give you an impactful choice. I was going to be really invested in what we were going to talk about today. I was going to talk about our wonderful year of anime together, but fuck you. But John, this isn't about Dylan. It's not about our wonderful year right now. We're talking about Corey Baxter. (sighs) Yeah, I guess we are talking about Corey Baxter. Corey Baxter is the worst fucking character on the face of the planet. He's not a bland bitch protagonist. 
He's worse. <laughs> he is a plot device in human shape. Which is worse than being a planned bitch protagonist. Yes, bland bitch protagonists can be used as plot devices, but at least you can empathize with bland bitch protagonists to some extent. I'm not quite sure I agree with that premise, but continue. Corey Baxter, who... This is a spin-off show to start with. The original show was a show called That's So Raven, which was in the early 2000s, and I believe at the very start of the be- very beginning of 1999. Don't ask why I still know that. I have yeah, but we- nobody cares about That's So Raven. That's but- not acclaimed as one of the best anime of all time. But here's the thing, Remington. The fact that his character was a character in that show... And if I remember correctly, and now my memory is very vague of this show, I just vaguely remember watching it. Corey Baxter was already a character. Yes, a younger character, but not by much. And that show went on for a couple years before this one, because as soon as that show ended, this show started. Yep. And you know what probably happened in all that show? (laughs) What? Character growth. At least a little. But we've already been seeing character growth, Sean. No, we haven't. We've seen that Corey and his friends, they are starting to learn from their mistakes. They're starting to develop their relationships with each other and the world around them. It's sitcom format with the centerpiece being Corey Baxter and his stupid fucking ideologies and plans and schemes. Yes, he's like Eddie from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but you know what made Ed, Ed, and Eddie a fun show? Not a great show, but a fun show. The fact that it was entertaining and funny, and you knew they were assholes, and the writers knew they were assholes, and the fact that they used that to their advantage, so you kind of felt bad for them when they failed, but at the same time, you're like, come on, man, you deserve that. But with... Corey in the house, every episode has just been, wow, Corey is being an asshole. Here's why being an asshole is bad and doesn't work out. Hey, Corey, you were an asshole. And Corey says, yeah, I was a bit of an asshole. Meanwhile, with Ed, Ed, and Eddie, sometimes you had that, but often you had no acknowledgement they were assholes. And we all knew, obviously, and it was a great show and super enjoyable. But I think your criticism isn't quite well-placed, because I think this show does nothing but emphasize how much of an asshole he is. Here's the problem, though, with that comparison. Ed, Ed, and Eddie is an animated episodic series that isn't plot-driven. And the same could be said for Cory in the house. Every episode is but a single premise, and there are overarching effects, but they are much lighter than anything else. That's the nature of so many slice of life. You are laying a criticism at Cory in the house that is invalid due to the medium. You can say that, oh, Ed and Eddie is slice of life, so is Cory in the house. Here's the thing, though, Remington. Even in Ed, Ed, and Eddie, which is meant to highlight their worst qualities and is emphasized because in animation you always emphasize qualities whether it's in the animation itself or the characters for comedic effect it's very very specific that you have to focus on for edit entity whereas in cory in the house which is a live action show which has a clear timeline <laughs> which edit entity does not by the way it could be set in any time period any of those adventures could have happened at any time because like the 1800s my favorite edit and eddie episode <laughs> Fuck you, Remington. <laughs> Cory in the House has a clear-cut timeline because things change from episode to episode, but the only thing that doesn't change 
is fucking Corey. Even though, even though you're about to say, well, at the end of every episode, he realizes the error of his mistake and fixes it in some bullshit way. You wouldn't have said bullshit, but I say bullshit. <laughs> Very deus ex machina, most of them. He may seem like he's learning from his mistakes, but in the next episode, he's doing a scheme or plan that is basically identical to the previous one, just with a different flavor or setting. That's because, Sean, change in Corey in the house, just like change in life, is gradual. We need to constantly be reaffirmed in our mistakes and changing them, reaffirming that we will grow better. It is very rare that somebody turns on a dime, but they get constant, constant emphases to change and become better, and then they do. Ultimately, Sean, the best piece of advice I could give that would absolve these criticisms for you... You just need to watch more of the show. <laughs> oh, God. Is he laughing or is he crying? Bit Both. <laughs> Remington, I am actually crying. Fuck. I will say that I have had to have a couple drinks while watching this because I would not make it through completely sober. But that's besides the point. The real issue is, Remington, character growth is everything in a character-driven story. And the fact that Cory Baxter hasn't changed in eight episodes kind of shows some bad juju. But, John, to celebrate April Fool's, the reason why I decided to show you eight episodes of Cory in the house, decided to show you four hours of a thing I knew that you would dislike. I wanted to teach you a lesson, Sean. What fucking lesson, Ram? I wanted to teach you a lesson in empathy, a lesson in understanding your fellow man. Because, Sean, for nearly a year, I have sat in this seat and I have watched some of the single most abysmal anime that are on the face of the earth. I have suffered and I have suffered for hours at a time at times. Things have looked dark. Things have looked abysmal. It at times seemed like I was in a hole in a valley that I could not climb out of. And Sean, I wanted you to feel that whole phrasing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rem. Uh, and more so, I just thought it would be funny. Yeah, I know you did, and I hate you just a little bit more for it. Don't worry, so do a lot of our listeners now, I'm sure. I have shown you some <laughs> awful things, Remington. Some god-awful things. But at least they weren't this. Oh, you have shown me far worse. But that's an argument for another day. Is there anything else you want to talk about for Corey in the House, Sean? I just have one more thing to say to re-emphasize my point of why Corey in the House is a god-awful show. I've already explained why it's not an anime, Remington. <laughs> it's not. Even if you were to take the animation aside, like say it was animated, say it was exactly the same but animated, it would not be anime because it does not follow the same uh, styling of an anime-style story, which is an important distinction of what makes an anime an anime. One thing I've learned is that anime, more than anything, more than a genre, and more than even a style, Sean, anime is just a medium. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I, I hate you so much. But the final reason, the final nail in the coffin as to why this is a god-awful show 
there's no redeeming qualities. None. The morals they tell at the end of each episode are forgotten by the next episode. And that is the biggest sin of any series with a true timeline. A show like Friends, for example, one of the longest-running sitcoms to be as popular as it was, had a running narrative. The characters learned from their mistakes, they learned from their trials, their tribulations, and even with a lot of the silly sitcom-based deus ex machina of plot solving and plot devices, they still learned, they still grew as people, and by the end of the series you could say they are completely different people than they were at the beginning. Remington, can you say that at the end of Cory in the House, he is a better person? You know, Sean, maybe we just need to get to season two. The answer is no, because you did no research on this topic, and you don't actually know. <laughs> so uh... fuck you, Remington. <laughs> fuck you and the horse you came in on. This is a bad fucking awful show, and it deserves to burn in the pits of hell forever including all of the actors. No offense to you guys, I'm sure you're lovely people. If you happen to be listening to this, I don't know why you are, but your show was god-awful and it deserves to be burned in the pits of hell. Well, Sean, that leaves me with just one final question. Would you like to sit down and watch more Cory in the house with me? I would rather watch Monster Musume. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed our rantings about what is widely acclaimed as one of the single greatest anime of all time, then feel free to leave us a review, whether that is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Heck, word of mouth is the single best way to get us out there. And if you have a question for us directly, you can send us a tweet at AnimeConPod, or even more direct... Our email address, animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. <laughs> Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. And, as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just take my tagline like that. <laughs> Too late, Sean. The outro music is playing. <laughs>